ever seen or conversed with an alien? Yes, I have. So what was that life like? Well, I was a woman in that life. So a lot of people are taught about heaven and hell. What's been your experience with that? Is it real? I have friends there. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Digital Social Hour. I'm your host, Sean Kelly. I'm here with my co-host, Charlie Cavalier, and our guest today, Matthias Stefano. How's it going, man? Hi. Thank you for inviting me. Absolutely. You flew out on a layover. Yeah. I wasn't supposed to be in Las Vegas. Yeah. I'm going to Miami, actually. <laughs> wow. What are you going to uh, Miami for? Um, they invited me to a Bitcoin conference, which I don't understand anything, <laughs> but my friend does, so okay. I'm going to be accompanying him. So you're getting <laughs> like, into crypto. Uh, not me. Well, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> Actually, I'm I'm just friends of two people that are involved into okay. the conference, and they said you have to come because we want to introduce the people. Nice. So I'm gonna be there, not understanding anything, but um, maybe I will. Sometime. Yeah, <laughs> that's our space. We're into crypto. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Miami's oh, cool. doing a lot of cool stuff in the tech scene yeah. too. So. so yeah, I don't know why, <laughs> but yeah. Are you excited to go? Are you nervous or any feelings about like crypto? Miami. Okay. <laughs> really? Why why not? Yeah, we gotta get know. into that. Too much humidity. Um but um um but yeah, I'm excited because it's something new for me that mm. I don't understand yeah. at all. So it's good. So right now you live in Argentina? Uh kind of. Yeah. I'm moving uh from Europe, Argentina. Cool. Yeah. I'd love for you to give a quick backstory for people watching that don't know your story. Sure. Well, I was born in Argentina. I'm also Italian, but mainly Argentinian. Um, and um, basically, my crazy story was that uh, since I was born, I was able to keep remembering everything that happened before I was born. Mm. Um, and for me, it was natural. My, my, my family was agnostic, no religion at all, mm. nothing. So everything was a creativity. Uh, like, I was too creative for them. Um, so they encouraged me to tell the stories of what I remembered and to make drawings and everything. So, so um, it was not a spiritual thing. It was much more a creative thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, I started to study education because I wanted to help other kids that were going through the same thing that I was going through. Because I, I realized that there were many kids remembering and feeling things that nobody could help them to understand what was happening. Right. So... And every day I met more in my neighborhood, in my classrooms. Wow. So, uh, but they shut up because of their religions or whatever, or fear. Mm. So I decided to study education in order to help teachers mainly to understand a different way of perceiving reality. So they could manage that in, in classrooms, in schools. Um, so I've been trying to do that for the first years after I finished high school in Spain. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but suddenly they started to ask me, well, why these people, why these children are different? Mm. So I started to explain <clears throat> dimensions and frequencies and, and then started to explain everything that I remember in order to help them understand why we were being born different. And, um, that took me to explain aliens and past lives and stuff mm. that I wasn't supposed to explain <laughs> that right. it was not my goal, uh, but people start to wonder and ask me and I started to answer like naturally. Mm. So someone filmed me, put it in YouTube and suddenly everyone was looking at me. Well, viral <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. So was so, it that part of the world where kids were remembering past lives or was it, is it a worldwide thing you think? It's a worldwide thing. Okay. Yeah. It's, uh, it's everywhere. Wow. We are connecting. Not only past lives. We usually talk about past lives, but it's not just that. Mm. That's only one thing. It's about connectivity. Mm. We are getting tuned and connected again with the entire planet. So we are waking up as a whole. Mm -hmm. And, um, and uh, many people are living this chaotically. We don't know. We don't understand why we are living this or how to manage the, this new reality, this new way of, th of perceiving reality with the one that we have today. Mm -hmm. um, so basically, I started to educate people. And by educate, I don't mean teaching. I mean, like, helping through experiences to people to remember by themselves and to feel that connectivity. Mm. So I've been doing 
trips around the world, connecting places and showing people the links between those places with history and the future. And mainly my, my, my main love in all this is not spirituality, it's actually society. Mm. I love to, to contribute into the creation of a new philosophy for a new kind of society in the future. Mm -hmm. That was my, my main goal. But people now are in a very cr uh, inner crisis of who we are, why are we doing this, where are we heading to. Mm. So most of the questions that we have today is about consciousness. Mm. And I was, um, I was against spirituality for my whole life because my, my family was agnostic. Right. My grandfather was against religion. And uh, so I was trying to be far away from all that. Right. Uh, but even though I was born very spiritual, like was my nature. <laughs> so mm -hmm. um, I started to use that as a tool to, to help others to understand society, wow. nature. Do you feel like you do as much convincing as you have to do educating? Just, you know, making people receptive to your ideas and your beliefs? Or do you feel like you get to do as much education as you want to? Or do you still fight the uphill battle of convincing people of what you believe in? Well, I, I, no, I'm, I'm not fighting anything to convince anybody. Good. Like, I don't care. <laughs> Actually, it's, it's one of my, my philosophies is that I, I, I don't care to convince anybody. Mm. Um, basically, I, I, I put my life in service to those that are wondering and questioning, but not to convince everybody that this is the truth. Because what I say is not the truth. Mm -hmm. It's just my perception and my memory about it. But nobody has the complete truth. Mm -hmm. um, so it's impossible to say, I have to convince you that this is the right way. Right. It's um, impossible to prove. It's impossible to prove. Yeah. Um, um, you, can, you can prove some things uh, because... Um, most of the people today are talking about what 10 years ago was difficult to talk about, like spirituality, connectivity, the universe, the quantum physics, and all this connected as mm -hmm. one. So I think that um, people are getting involved into this, and you don't have to convince them because people are feeling it mm. already, like somehow. So a lot of people have questions. So basically, I... I try to answer the questions to those who ask the questions and not try to impose information to those right. who don't answer. So how many, those questions. how many of your past lives do you remember? Do you remember all of them? Not all of them. Uh, many of them, mm -hmm. but not all of them. Most of them are meaningless mm -hmm. for what I am doing now. They were just things that helped me to understand some things in my own life. Right. But um, mainly two of them are the ones that have been guiding me in my mission today in this life. Which two were those? Two or three. Was that the one when you were in Atlantis? Uh, yes, in the province of Atlantis. Right. Yes. So what was that life like? Well, I was a woman in that life. Mm -hmm. um, and the society was matriarchal. So there were no kings and queens. It w there were circles of people ruling. So sometimes... It was like a circle of women, and every few year or few months, we switch positions. Mm -hmm. um, so I was part of one of the circles because mm. of blood um, coming from a, a, a high family in, um, in the region of the Nile. Mm -hmm. And, uh, well, I was, I was living, t yeah, 12,000 years ago, wow. mostly, at the end of the glaciation. That's crazy. How are you able to access like these specific memories, or do they do they appear? Is it something you have to work towards, or how are you able to to find these places in your brain or consciousness where they are? Well, they they just I started to remember when I was twelve years old, and I it was like uh, pains in in my head, like I was started to, to be headache and flashes. And it was all mixed, so it took me like 10 years until I put many of the things together and understood the whole picture. And even today, I am putting much more of these uh, pictures together. Like uh, many things that I saw when I was 12 make sense now, actually, like last week, for example. Um, um, many of the things that I remember was, is a practice 
um, first, it was natural. Like, I started to remember, and it started to come. But uh, then, when I was after 18 or 19 years old, it stopped being natural, and it became like an exercise. Like, drawing, writing, trying to figure out how to put one thing together with the other. And there are some periods, like when I was 24, that I started to remember more things for a year, and then it stopped, and then it was a practice again. Mm. So, I, yeah, it's it's like it's like if you are dreaming but you're awake. Right. Um, it's wow. that that's the feeling, um, which I, I I was just describing that my teenagehood was like living in a constant ayahuasca ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's kind of that description. Yeah. Yeah. You just, speaking of ayahuasca, you just took it, right? Two weeks, three weeks ago. Yeah. What was that yeah. like? Because it's, it's on my bucket list. I've been wanting to do it one day. Oh, it's, it's um, for me, it's amazing. Yeah. Of course. Uh, every time that I did it, well, I, I didn't do it much, but um, the first time was uh, in 2016, then 2017. And now <laughs> three weeks ago um for me it's like going back home mm. it's like going to the network and being able to dive in the subconscious mm -hmm. uh, which is like uh relaxing relaxing for those who can remember the the universe right uh sometimes is is terrible for those who um are afraid of losing control right when you are used to being in control of everything that you do when you when you say this is me, this is Matthias, and I can uh, I I can't think about me being something else or you know um, being afraid of losing yourself, mm -hmm. uh, those people can suffer it a lot. They have a bad uh, trip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's why I recommend to yeah. to let yourself go because it's it's beautiful to go to to dive into the subconscious. Right. Yeah. So when you're on psychedelics, sometimes you see geometric patterns. Yeah. What do these patterns mean? Well, basically, the entire universe is about patterns. So mm -hmm. when you usually do psychedelics, you start to see the patterns. And you start to see how not only there is a triangle, but also three people might be the triangle in your life. Mm. So you understand the connectivity between these three people and how they help you to shape a square and say why a square from a triangle so when you start to see the patterns you start to to perceive the the shapes the 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 depth of of the information through patterns mm -hmm. and um when you when you come back you start to understand why things that happen in your life or people you know in your life are the right people or the right situations because everything is linked and it's part of a perfect structure wow the universe is basically a, a perfect structure structure of information mm -hmm. information means that nothing is really uh pre-designed but everything has a design that is constantly forming itself that is it's shaping constantly mm -hmm. and um, so it it means that you have free will but with certain tools mm. So uh, basically, that's why when you enter in that reality, you start to go into the subconscious where everything is patterns. It's not reality. It's mm -hmm. just information that is connected through patterns. That's why it's, it's the best way to, to crack your mind and to enter what it really is. Mm -hmm. Because this is just a hologram of patterns. Do you think those patterns form organically or do you think we as you know a triangle of people or a network of connections fall into like a predetermined set of you know whether it's triangles you know four things whatever it might be well we you have to think that um sometimes when when in our human way of perceiving things we think that there is a pattern and we adapt to that pattern but actually we are the pattern mm. so um as we move, as we know someone, as we shake hands with someone, we are linking patterns. So it's not that there's a pattern that you have to get into, it's that you moving create the pattern. So basically it's like if you have a, um, a triangle and uh, in order to be a perfect pattern, it needs to be um, like this, mm -hmm. but 
somehow it's deformed because you are not doing what you are supposed to do. Mm. So you are doing whatever, which whatever is not that you are doing a wrong thing. Is that you're wasting a lot of energy because you don't know where to position yourself. So when you go back to yourself, and that's one of the philosophical concepts, when you go back to yourself, you locate yourself in the, in the right position of the structure, which makes the energy flow too fast. So you have better results, for example. Um, that's why people that usually go to themselves get results very fast than the people that is trying to work hard mm -hmm. in order to get something because right. they are trying to be someone else. Mm. And that's, you're out of your position wow. on the geometry. Hmm. That makes sense because people try to pretend to be Mr. Beast and then it doesn't work out. Well, we've heard that a lot lately. It's just be yourself and be, you know, stay in with what you yeah. do and be original. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, be, be um, being a part of that system helps you to understand that you are not conditioned by a system. It's you who build the system. You are tied to the structure because you are the structure. And um, sometimes I've heard a lot of people saying, we live in a matrix. We don't live in a matrix. Mm. We are the matrix, which is totally different. Right. Uh, because when you think you live in the matrix, it's like if you are trapped and you have to go somewhere else. But if you go out from this matrix, you don't exist because basically you are created by this matrix. Your name, your DNA, uh, your thoughts are all conditioned by this matrix. So eventually you realize, oh, wait a moment, I am the matrix. Mm. So when you recognize that, you find your position. So suddenly you find the structure and the whole structure starts to work according to what you need in that position. I want to touch up on space. Charlie and I love space. We always talk about going to space we one do. day. Is the Big Bang Theory true? A part of it. Which part? <laughs> the boom. <laughs> so, but it's not the beginning. <laughs> okay. So what existed before the beginning? Oh, there was another amazing reality. Wow. It's a constant, constant reality held by the void. Actually, the only thing that exists is the void. Uh, the Big Bang was just an expression of the void mm. being expressed in a different frequency than it used to, de to do before. Mm. So it's like a heartbeat, um, but very slow. Okay. So uh, basically the boom is like boom, and eventually boom, 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 boom. So basically, the whole creation is like a heartbeat, mm. and um, it's a pulse. Everything is a pulse. So there was no an origin. It, it is only an origin because we are living the in between that pulse that has been created. But before there was another one and another one and another wow. one. Wow! And it's so huge and eternal that it doesn't have space and doesn't have time. Uh, time and space are just one of the expressions of this pulse that has been created mm. but before before uh, it's relative um, it was another kind of expression that had a different space and a different time wow that's trippy so is there a parallel universe with a different pulse many to us? right <laughs> <laughs> like billions of it do you wow. think you can experience them while staying in this universe yes when you connect with the data just data when you go to the one zero zero one 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 zero zero one, when you go there, mm. you can perceive each one of the other options. Mm. How do you get there? Um, well, it's tough <laughs> <laughs> because first of all, you have to transition your own life in a way that you release or transcend all your beliefs mm. and even who you are. And you transcend the idea of death. Mm. So you have to die many times in order to achieve the concept of no death. Wow. And when you do that, you can experience every death as an option and not as a result. Wow. And um, so ancient civilizations used to do this a lot. Mm -hmm. um, they, they had a lot of practices of death. 
in our cultures, we are afraid of dying uh, because you have only two options, hell or heaven. Right. So even if you don't believe in it, your your whole DNA has been listening to that for so long. Right. Like so many generations listening, you have to do it right because it's the only chance that you have and not, otherwise you go to right. hell or heaven. Um, so people is afraid of dying. But other cultures that doesn't get afraid of death, um, they are much more likely to experience those other realities as true. Like people in the middle of the rainforest, people in the middle of the desert, people mm -hmm. that have accomplished to die many times in life, and they already know that they are not who they think they are. Um, so that released the tension of survival. Wow. When you release the tension of survival, which is all your cells trying to be you, and you just release that tension, suddenly every cell can become an option of a new you, which is trillions of options. And wow. that opens your mind into... That's crazy. Yeah. So, touching back on space again. It's not for our weekend. <laughs> yeah, that would take many lifetimes. I don't think we'll get there this time. Could you train Sean to transcend and experience other parallel universes? Well, you, you have to... Well, the, the fastest way is all the psychedelics, but yeah. with an intention. Right. Like, I will use this tool with intention of... X, yeah. Something. Not just, I will check. Right. So if you set an intention, your cells will follow the intention. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Do you believe in um, spirits and ghosts and the afterlife? Well, I... I live that. So I, don't, I don't believe it. Wait, wait, hold on. It's my reality. The answer to do you believe in ghosts in the afterlife is yeah, I've lived it. Yeah, so. Okay, one, I have. I, I got. What were the ghosts like? What did they? What did they say? Right. What? What, what were the ghosts like? Like the the, the, the ghost experiences. Oh, I I wouldn't recommend to. Well, you to can't you be can't. in touch with ghosts. Okay. Yeah. Mainly, it's not because they are scary is because they are lost souls that are in the fourth dimension okay. and they think that they are still alive there's a lot of people like that and they can grab you in their stories and you can end up in a story that you don't want and uh, and somehow you when you die you maybe find them and they will help ask for help and you get also in that state mm. so um actually i wouldn't recommend to talk to ghost unless oh, you, want to talk you to have ghost? the gift to do it and you like have a medium task yeah 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 so what because there's dead people that show up in my dreams yes are those ghosts trying to reach out to me it could be right yeah some uh, you you can tell they are real when your nervous system uh feels them like mm. if you feel your hands getting wet or your feet cold or your neck cold or these kind of things that usually describe creepy things, right. you know, like, but actually is your nervous system feeling the, the change of frequency around you. Mm. So usually when they are close, the frequency gets lower. Wow. So that's why your nervous system gets ready to like feel cold or something. Yeah. So that means the dream world is linked to the fourth dimension then. Yeah. Because it's all controlled by your hypothesis and your thalamus. I knew center. it. I told you. you I always brain. thought that. Yep. So it's all connected to the emotional, to the emotional level, and um, and uh, it's like a tuning, like it, like like biological um, antenna for all the frequencies that are around. So basically, uh, we have to understand that dimensions are not places, are mm. tunings. So it's like a radio station. Uh, so. Um, when uh, someone from the other dimension tries to tune with you, mm -hmm. you start to the, the the radio station is your pineal gland. So, so that's why you start to understand it through the nervous system before mm. uh, before your mind or your emotion. Wow. It's like it's like your your body starts to feel it, and, and I've they can had communicate that because of the because of dreams. It's like the machine of the hypothalamus is mm -hmm. like creating all these packages of data of information while you sleep 
like trying to administrate all the information you have received during the day. So when they tune with you, they use your your data, not mm -hmm. knowing that they are doing it, but they tune with your process of information. And they can talk to you. Wow, that's scary. Through that. I feel like you've been training for this. Dude. If you've been training for this, well, go. Well, I'm trying to master <laughs> lucid dreaming because I want to be able to achieve astral projection. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you mentioned pineal gland. Well, that opened the fourth dimension, so you yeah, have to that'd take be care. <laughs> yeah, you mentioned pineal <laughs> gland earlier. Yes. Is it true that fluoride suppresses it? Well, I don't know if it's true because I never try it. Like, I never... You don't use toothpaste? Uh, yeah, of course. Uh, that's why, yes, I, I'm more disconnected now. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, uh, of course, most of the things that we uh, not only eat, but drink the water has that yeah um i don't know why if there is something on purpose that they're doing or something that someone came up with in order to clean the water mm. but mm. they are putting that in all the water that you drink from the top yeah um and that uh makes your brain slower wow and that that calcifies the pineal gland yeah i don't have the the right information for that but i have been yeah, doctors saying that to me, like, yeah, we have this, and you have to clean the water mm. so it doesn't have fluor, because usually, it, um, yeah, it's and uh, if you see all this, well, all the parents saying to the children, you have to wa brush your teeth, you know, and they use the fluor for that. So in the first seven years, seven years that you use that, you start to mm. shut off the radio station. Right. So uh, the most important period of time that you shouldn't use fluor in anything, water or brushing your teeth or whatever, uh, is before seven years old. Wow. Mm. That's good to know for it our kids. Is. Because this is when, when the brain is still developing. Right. And they are, still, they are still open to every possibility because they have the imagination open. And uh, our culture says that Children has imagination, but then they have to be responsible. Mm -hmm. But actually, the people that changed the world had a lot of imagination. Mm. So basically, you are killing all the people that is transform that is going to transform the world just because you want for them to brush their teeth. So, what's your water recommendation? <laughs> <laughs> so, what water do I drink? Huh? What water should I drink then? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Natural water? What, what, from a natural what, what, do you, what do you prefer when, you know, because you do a decent amount of traveling, you're obviously very conscious about what you put in your body. What do you try to make sure you Not eat? Not much. Drink? Okay. Um, I, the thing is that, um, um, how, how do I put this in words? <laughs> uh, the thing is that I don't care, <laughs> again, right. like, um, I, I I do care for the people that are trying to to transform it, mm -hmm. but it's like if personally I have this conflict with myself that I don't actually care if I die because of so many experiences and I remember many deaths. Right. So it's like, you know what? If I want to eat a candy this life, we didn't have chocolate mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> in other times or yeah. in other dimensions. We don't have five things. You've had worse lives soda. before. <laughs> and the one he's living now is right. what he's trying to say. I'm, I'm trying to live, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, but when I am doing a task, like I have to work spiritually or energetically in some place, I usually stop eating many, many of the things and start to to take right water, right everything mm -hmm. to clean the body in order for the channel to be much more prepared. But I'm not like someone that says you should do this in order to. No, I think that everyone has. A different way of doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of people are taught about heaven and hell. Yeah. What's been your experience with that? Is it real? I have friends there. Yeah. <laughs> In both places? <laughs> In both places. <laughs> <laughs> you have to have friends everywhere. <laughs> Just in case. Um, hell, hell and heaven are basically the two extremes of the subconscious. So um, they don't really exist they are adaptable to your own state of mind. So when you die, it's not the end of your life. It's basically your information uh, transcends into another frequency. Mm -hmm. So 
um, what you are now physically is just a package of data that has been used for a certain amount of time to accomplish something. Mm. But then the information keeps going. So the energy keeps going. So according to the frequency you have been working during your life, that frequency will keep going. Mm. So all the realities that you will live in the fourth and fifth dimension will depend on the frequency that you are in. Mm. If you are in a very low frequency, that means that you will tune to all the realities or projections that are in a low frequency. And if you are in a high frequency, you will see all the realities in the high frequency. Wow. So, but that's tuned to you. So it's not that there is a place with fire and demons and these kind of things. Is that the people that have been in a very low frequency, what they usually see are all their fears mm. becoming true. So those fears becoming true in that reality, which is the fourth dimension, no time, no space. Um, when you start to see that and people came back from that and wrote about it, they describe hell. Wow. But actually, it was their hell. Mm. Maybe, I don't know, um, my hell would be waiting in a line <laughs> for <laughs> millions the, of years, at the DMV. waiting for the doctor. Yeah. <laughs> you know, something like that. I, I, I hate being in a line. Yeah, same. So, or a constant Disney World without games. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so that would be a hell so it, it depends on the person you know depends on the person the hell you will have right because it depends on the frequency so your decisions and beliefs in this life and existence determine what your post current form life or existence is yeah. going to be like for sure christian christian people will see jesus mm -hmm. um until you expand so much in the other reality that suddenly Jesus starts to become um, an angel mm. and the angel starts to become a huge metatron scoop and suddenly the metatron scoop become a triangle and you see a very deep light behind and you say, oh God, an eye, the eye that sees everything and suddenly you go to the eye and you see the void and in the void you feel the hole and that's beautiful. Wow. When you get there, but before, you, uh, an Hinduist person will see Krishna, or you know, it's 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 according to the frequency that you have been working with. Mm. Mm. Yeah. So there's nine dimensions. Mainly. You've been to all of them. We all have. Oh, we all have. <laughs> well, you remember all of them. We don't. Yeah. Which one is your favorite dimension? Well, it depends. I would say that the sixth dimension. Mm. Um, because it's the one that you modify all reality. It's the one that you are you are the creator, basically. And you can take anything and, and make it transform into something different. Mm -hmm. So it's like playing with the reality like if it's clay. Wow. That's the sixth dimension. It's beautiful. That sounds powerful. That sounds, yeah. yeah. Sounds fun. But besides that, um, you don't feel emotions. Mm. So the only the only dimension where you can actually feel the result of that transformation is the third dimension. Wow. So when you say fun, it's here. Right. So <laughs> the third dimension is more fun than other dimensions because mm. you actually feel what has been created. In other dimensions, you have the joy or you can describe it as joy or ecstasy of being creator or being the light. Mm-hmm. But it's not that you will enjoy it. You won't feel it, the emotion. You won't feel, you won't feel the emotion to compare it with something. Wow. Why is that? Because the third dimension separates everything. So, for example, for every emotion, you have a hormone. So the hormones had a specific energetical charge that will push your brain to feel a specific frequency. Wow. Uh, in the sixth dimension, all of that is together. So you can only feel high it's like living in a constant orgasm, but believe me, <laughs> you don't want that if you are in the third dimension. <laughs> you need to relax. Right. <laughs> so so, um, so uh, it's incredible when you compare it with the third dimension because you have the way to compare in the third dimension. Okay. In other dimensions, you don't have the way to compare exactly. Right. Like in the fourth dimension, for example, 
you cannot compare the sentence when I was younger because there is no when I was younger you you can be that young when you just right. think about it mm -hmm. so it's there relative on how you separate or relate to the things so it's very difficult to explain mm. uh, the emotion into another dimension because it's, it's not separated like we have it here mm. because of the hormones because there's no time there right there's no time and and there's no um, specific structures of matter mm. like matter in the third dimension has uh, has manifested all the different uh, frequencies of other dimensions and manifested into a conjunction of energy which is particles and molecules and so uh, that's the reaction that we usually feel as an emotion. Mm -hmm. uh, but imagine that energy free. If you, if you have that energy, this compact, like in the seventh dimension, for example, you have enlightenment. Mm. So you only see energy and it's flowing everywhere and you cannot compare you with me because it doesn't exist. So in the seventh dimension, there, there are no beings. Wow. Are just different rays of the light that come from the same source and reflect to one another constantly, but they seem different because they have colors, but actually it's just light. Wow. So you see them as archangels, or you can call them archangels, but actually for the seventh dimension, it's just rays of light. Mm. So there's no way to compare difference between one another. Are the light able to communicate, or no? It's all visual. Uh, yeah, it's 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 uh, the communication is the frequency that the speed of frequency that the photons have. Mm. So wow, it's, that's that's, that's the data. So you're only going to be able to interact with other people that were in your frequency in this afterlife period. Yeah, that's why people choose to be a ghost. <laughs> they just come back here. <laughs> You mentioned within one of the nine dimensions, mm -hmm. you can meet God. Yeah. You said not a lot of people reach that dimension, but you have. Well, not me as Matthias. Mm -hmm. but, but you in a past life. We, we all have been, we all are that there. And we all can tune to that. Mm -hmm. It's just that um, we need to find the right way or moment to do it, if it's needed. Mm. Um, I had... Yes, and uh, it's it's something that you cannot explain. Really? It's very complicated because it's everything at once. And uh, it's just like a constant breathing where in every breath you can feel the entire universe and, and you can understand everything without willing to understand it. Mm. And uh, there's no purpose. There's nothing wow. more than just a like, but in every breath is everything. It's That's crazy. Very difficult to actually describe. Yeah. What it feels the ninth dimension. Ninth dimension, man. We gotta it's get there. We gotta get there. <laughs> is there. Is there a moment or an existence that you would live in constantly, as opposed to this one, if you had the choice to? Like if you if you could so if you could just flip the switch hmm. and and have any sort of other existence than the one you have here sitting on the couch right now would yeah. you do that or would you stay here now? Well, <clears throat> I would like sixth dimension as I said. Yeah. Uh, but actually, I know that I am there, transforming a pattern so I could be here. Okay. So basically, I am there. So that's a roundabout way of getting around that answer. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it's just that I am not consciously aware constantly of that state of myself. Mm. Yeah. What has been your favorite life in the third dimension? Was it in Atlantis? Was it in Egypt during the pyramids? Was it something else? Yeah, it was during uh, the Atlantean period. Mm. Um, it was a very good life, even mm. though we had many structures to follow. It was very, very nice. What was the food like in Atlantis? Um, there's something that I always remember eating, which was snake. Mm. 
and never had it. <laughs> you shook. I did. <laughs> I, yes, I, I remember they cooking it like in a spiral way, saying that it gives you strength to go to the spiritual realm. Mm. And um, I remember that dish. Wow. <laughs> that that was one of the things that I said. I would try it again. <laughs> I would try snake. I would try it. I would have to stop. <laughs> shaking first. I need the head cut off. I didn't. I won't want to look into it. Yeah, I don't want to. If I, if you don't tell me what <laughs> it is ahead of time, <laughs> you know. Yeah, but it was. Um, yeah, um, it was not like uh, some. Some people would ask me if they were vegetarians because they had a um, high consciousness. Mm -hmm. But no, it was, it was not related. To you that. ate meat. And what was uh, what role did money play back then? Was it was there some sort of currency in Atlantis? It was mainly based in seats. Mm. And uh, some seats that were geometrical shapes. Um, it was like a like a coin, but actually was like a sphere with different cuts. Mm. So that was used as a very high valuable exchange uh, of currency. Wow. Um, but because because most of the of the people lived in communities uh we used to call that there were people rich in fish people rich in pigs mm -hmm. rich, people rich in in corn well was not corn in africa but um in wheat mm. um so there were people rich in different things mm -hmm. so the 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 wealth was calculated in the harvest or the hunting um, yeah. and the exchange of that A lot of trading. Yeah. And only in certain moments when the quantities were bigger, they used this kind of coins, which Coin. were like kind of a spare coin. Got it. That's very yeah. interesting. Interesting. Do you remember any of your emotions in relation to maybe like historical events? And I'm not like specific dates, but like, you know, like the the downfall of Atlantis or like, you know, major deaths or hmm. anything like that where you feel like you can remember your existence in relation to something major happening in on this world. Hmm. Well, my great-grandfather and mother, they were immigrants from Atlantis when they fall. So I didn't leave that, but uh, my grandparents usually told us a story of how it was to to leave the main islands and to move to following the masters to to the Nile so I and I was living the moment of the of the end of the glaciation so we experienced um, the drought and uh, the beginning of the Sahara desert to expand mm. um, so that was a moment that historically you can check uh, online that that actually happened. Wow. Which was the change of the weather in that time. Uh, actually, when I was young, I, I used to paint the maps. Uh, where were the eyes? Where, we, where could we go? Where, could, where we couldn't? And um, many years after, and even now, I think Graham Hancock did a documentary. Yeah. Netflix uh, that explains all that. And um, and when he was explaining, I was like, I've been there. I saw I saw that. <laughs> yeah. That's so um, so yeah, that's one of the. But it's very way in the past. Mm. Uh, the other one that I can relate to was 900 years ago, when I was born in Norway, and I remember a war between Gotland and and our region in South Norway. And um, and uh, well, I, I remember going to becoming a Christian and going to Jerusalem and going to see the Pope um, in in a northern city in Italy. So, yeah, I, so there are some characters there that you can search and they exist. Oh. But you, it was not a very known story. Right. Yeah. Do you know how the pyramids were built in Egypt? A part of it. Okay. I can remember that the priests and priestesses uh, did 
did everything with sound. Mm. They use sound. So they have these specific stones and canes that made a high vibration. And uh, they would design the patterns uh, in the water. Mm -hmm. So they would use that water to to crack the stones. And uh, then with the vibration of the same water, um, like very high resonance in the water, the stones would float. Mm. And they would just push it. Wow. And there were a lot of people working in the constructions of, of the pyramids. Mm -hmm. There were no spaceships. So no, <laughs> no aliens. aliens. No aliens? Oh, no, no aliens. That was my prediction. Sorry. <laughs> but they helped at the beginning. Okay. Not with spaceships. But um, basically they were helping with the designs of how to do it. So they taught people. We call them the blue ones, um, the ones that that received the information. So they were untouchable. They were covered all the time with veils, and we couldn't see them. Mm. And they were high in the mountains, and they would talk to the aliens from Sirius, from Arturus. And they would send the information through them, and they would come back and and tell which frequencies and which patterns we should use in order to move the stones, where to put them, and so on. Wow. So uh, they were not directly involved in the construction. They were basically like... Advisors. Advisors. Why aren't they still here? What? Why aren't they still advising? Why like, why, why did they left us? Because you have to... We have to have a specific composition in our brain to be wide open to perceive the fourth dimension. Because okay. they communicate through time not through space mainly so basically they need um like a whole consciousness a network of consciousness connected in order to be download how do i describe this like like if every person is a is a wi-fi by its own mm -hmm. okay but everyone is in different rate of, you yeah. know, like some are uh, still with, with the old one, you know, like some is 5G, mm -hmm. some others 3G, you know. So it's, it's like, um, so if a lot of people goes to 5G very fast and all at the same time, mm -hmm. so they can communicate, they can relate because, mm -hmm. because, um, it's like trying to download the whole information of of the entire planet in your phone. It's impossible. Right. Yeah. So um, also because that can produce you cancer or any kind of diseases because the frequency is different. So your cells are not aligned to that amount of frequency that they need in order to be here. Wow. So that's why they could only communicate through specific people, through dreams, through messages through frequencies um, and in certain periods of time when the people have been all as a population prepare to resound in the same frequency. That's crazy. Which Atlantis did. Have yeah. you ever seen or conversed with an alien? Yes, I have. And was the skin wet or dry? <laughs> wet or dry. <laughs> we have this inside joke. So, uh, so, so to be fair, we'll be, we'll be fair it. to right? heard it. Yeah. We'll be, we're going to be fair to Ariel. Okay. In your experience with aliens, have they been dry or clammy? <laughs> Depends on the on the species. Oh, really? Okay. So I both. Told you, I told him there was multiple. Of course. So, so both answers are correct. If 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 they are based in silica, they don't have wet hands. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. It settles. It. I mean, experience. So we're both right. <laughs> we're both right. Then. It do depends on the species. Do right. aliens have names the way that we do? Not all of them. Some of the, some, some of the species do. Mm -hmm. What are or what are, do, you, do you have any alien names that you've encountered? That you I remember? remember a life okay. being one of them, and I was Arak. Okay. Yes. How do they talk to each other? Is it English or is it telekinesis? Oh, it's 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 like in packages of data. Mm. So they basically like like you see geometry when they try to talk to you. Oh wow! And it's like like shocking right and 
they call it light language. Um, so people start to say things that they don't understand. Like it's like too much, mm-hmm. um, too many, too much uh, things that you cannot process. So you can, so you make sounds that sounds like words, but actually they are not words. Mm. It's just the vibration between the lines of the of the pattern of the information that they give to you. Wow. So it's like they are giving a tetrahedron of data of information, and and you start to say like 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 the sounds like like like, but actually it's like. <laughs> so it's like the frequency between sure. the yeah, and it sounds like words. Interesting. Um, Can you train us to do all this stuff? Train. Yeah, train, teach, <laughs> download. Um, well, we I usually I usually <coughs> by mistake once I took some friends on a trip to Egypt. How, how do you take friend? How do you take? By mistake, yeah. because I w- <laughs> I gotta hear that story. <laughs> because I I basically had to go for a personal thing, um, a personal mission, mm-hmm. and uh, three of of my friends said, "We can go with you. We can accompany you." Okay, great. So through that path, I started to reconnect and uh, felt so many things, and and so many weird things happened. And we we rented the pyramid. Um, one of the weir- weird things that I discovered that year that you can do, which is wow. rent the Great you Pyramid. You can rent the Pyramid? You can rent yes. the Great Pyramid. You can rent the so Great you could climb it and... No, climb not. Oh, no. That's illegal. Okay. But you can be inside. Um, you how, can... Yeah. How much does it cost to rent the Great Pyramid? Uh, 2400 Let's do it. That's, that's cool. 2400 for two hours. What was it like inside? Did you get lost? Because it's got to be huge in there, right? No. No? No. Actually, it's a, it's a narrow path and then you go to, you can choose which chamber you want. I recommend the high one. Mm-hmm. Um, and when you go there, it's the sound is perfect. Mm. And uh, I recommend to turn off all the lights. So it seems that you are levitating in the middle of the, of the universe. Uh, and when you wow. start to hum, you feel the hum everywhere. And it's a perfect resonance. And suddenly, well... Things could happen. <coughs> uh, w- with me, a lot of weird things happen <laughs> when, I, when I start to connect there. And um, so a lot of information and things happen when I went there for the first time like that, two hours alone with these friends. And um, and there were so many channelings and discoverings and activating information that they had inside that they had no idea they had that they said, we have to bring people to do this. So since that moment, I've, I've been taking people through the Nile uh, to make a process of teaching what we knew 12,000 years ago, what the temples were used for, what is the energy of each one of the stages of Egypt until you reach the pyramid and you know why exactly you need to enter the pyramid and how to work with that. And people start to... When are we going? There were, I'm there were people. There were people that... Uh, that had um, ayahuasca and bufo experience for a whole life, and when they lived inside, um, they they never had that experience with bufo or wow. yeah, like. So sometimes it's like annoying, and sometimes it's like you just open and suddenly many things happen. That's insane. Yeah, is Bigfoot real? A what? Bigfoot. Bigfoot. Yeah. Oh no, no, okay. <laughs> not anymore. I think maybe they existed. Well, once, you mentioned but... giants and reptilians used to roam the earth. Oh right? yes, but long time ago. Long time ago. Yeah, I, I I think they don't exist anymore. Wow, they are not around here anymore. I wish I could see a giant. I want to see. I want to see some of this stuff. Yeah, I think uh, I think we got to go to Egypt. <laughs> yeah. So sure. if you want to uh, mistakenly take Sean and I to Egypt like your other <laughs> other friends. How did yeah. I end up here? Yeah. Sometimes happens. <laughs> yep. How important is laughter? Laughter is the main thing for basically um, um, I was once channeling a beam from the fifth dimension in an event mm-hmm. many years ago in 2011. And suddenly everyone was like in this moment of connection, very high. And the being said, laugh humans laugh mm. and everyone starts to laugh and the whole thing the whole energy changed like even though a storm appeared from 
from nowhere. It was like, wow. it was like very crazy what happened. And uh, they always explained laughter helps the brain to relax. And uh, it creates like a shock of hormones that uh, activates the whole body. Mm. So laughter is basically a very important tool for the spirit realm. If you don't laugh, you're not very connected to your own spirit. Wow. Uh, sp spirit comes from the word spirare mm -hmm. in Latin. That means to breathe. Mm. So a spiritual person is the one that allows himself to breathe properly. And not only breathe properly, but also use the breathing system, which is through singing, mm -hmm. laughing. So everything that comes from the air, breath, laughter, mm. connects you much more to the spirit that sometimes hours of meditation. What is the correct way to breathe? Is it through your nose or through your mouth? Nose. Always the nose. The mouth is when you need to do a rebirth process, for mm. example. When you need to to gain back energy because you have lost it. I'm already practicing. I'm doing it wrong for 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> but the nose um, is, the, is the right one because the nose goes straight to the pineal gland and the air, when it, when it goes straight here, it like hits the right place of the spirit. Mm. So that's why spirare is connecting with the spirit. Wow. And... Um, and uh, when you let the air go uh, through the nose too, the process of activation in the center of your brain is much uh, correct, soft, than when you do it with the mouth. The mouth was designed to eat. Mm. So um, you only eat air when you are in need of something. It's so good to know. Otherwise, just nose. I got I to gotta work on the mouth breathing. Hostage tape. <coughs> yeah, hostage tape, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, so what's next for you? Well, <laughs> um, right now, um, my goal is to basically create a, a conscious university mm -hmm. online mainly. Um, one part will be free. The other part will be to, um, to support everything that we are, we are doing. And the main idea is to, to download all the information that spiritually I have been receiving um, related to a social um, evolution, which is called ontocracy, mm -hmm. um, a system based in biology, uh, a social system based in biology uh, guided by the self. So <clears throat> we are working with a foundation to, to create... Um, educational content for people to understand better how it is to create a society based in yourself mm -hmm. um, and uh, trying to create a very crazy idea, which is the first state of consciousness, mm. um, actual state, like a country, uh, based on that system wow. um, related to, to the inner self and applied to technology and AI. So, I'd love to help promote that. I sure. really believe in what you're doing. When I when I have everything like much more organized, I will share it to you. Yeah, of course. I really believe in his mission, I, man. I love it. It's powerful to be able to educate people on this topic. And it's something that not enough people are talking about and yeah. something that I think people are a little scared to jump into because they might find out more about themselves than they want to. Yes, that's for sure. Mainly science, <laughs> which is a very good path, biology and science, to find the spirit. Mm. but they're still afraid <laughs> to find it by themselves. Matthias, it's been a pleasure. I hope next time we all meet, we're a bit more enlightened and uh, <laughs> we can have a better part too. But any closing thoughts for people watching? Well, as you said, um, three tools, three main tools to change your life um, and to connect much more with your higher self, which is take care of what you eat because food becomes you. Mm. So, whatever you want to become, eat that. Mm -hmm. um, second, breathing is for the soul to balance the frequency, the harmony. When you breathe through the nose, you start to meditate even if you are not meditating. Mm -hmm. So, you are connecting with that. 
and as I said, laughter. Remember to laugh about everything. Mm. Because uh, after that, any spiritual or, or any tool, whatever you can choose in your life, it doesn't matter. If you follow those three, your body will be aligned with your purpose. Wow. So, There's um, the formula for getting to heaven, guys. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's powerful. It's very simple and also very complicated. Yeah. <laughs> People overthink it for sure. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Digital Social Hour, guys. Thanks for tuning in. I'll see you guys next time.